Well, glory to God. I, I, if you don't know it, I'm anxious to get into this message this morning. want to welcome everyone. Uh, did you? Okay, praise the Lord. I don't know how to turn this on. Well, glory to God. want to make sure everybody can hear me this morning. Praise the Lord. Do you know the greatest thing about a country church? God don't expect perfection. Amen. Praise God. If he did, you wouldn't be sitting here. Amen. Amen. None of us are perfect. Amen. But well, we want to welcome everyone that's joining us by live stream this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to have a great time in the Lord today. Uh, we are going to continue this morning with our series that we started five, six, how many ever weeks ago. The Lord has not released me on this study about the purpose of the local church. And I, but I do want to encourage anyone that's watching by live stream or anyone in here this morning that all of these messages are on our website and they're absolutely free. So if you've missed any of these five or six teachings about the, the purpose of the local church, let me encourage you to go back and listen to those. Uh, because we, uh, we continue to teach on different aspects of the local church. Uh, and really our role in the church. How many of you know you have a role in this church? Amen. Well, if you don't know it now, you're going to know it by the end of today's service. You know, one of the greatest blessings that can be bestowed on a child of God is to serve in the local church. Amen. And you know why? Because the church is in the center of everything God is doing in this earth. Amen. Amen. Brother Hagen, who went home to be with the Lord sometime back, was asked one time by one of the people in the congregation after service, he said, they asked him, uh, Brother Hagin, what's God doing in these last days? He said, God is building up strong local churches. And that's what God is doing right here at Hill Country Cowboy Church. Amen? Amen. And I'm glad to be a part of it. How about you? Amen. You see, and I never look at serving in the church as a hardship. I never look at serving in the church. Even back when I first started going to church, I never looked at serving in the church as an obligation. I looked at it as an honor. I looked at it as a privilege. Uh, so I valued it. I valued the, uh, the, the church I was going to. And I've been to two or three churches before God set us in this one. See, what we value, we'll honor. And what we honor, we'll give our time to. And that's the truth of the matter. You'll give your time on Sundays, Wednesdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You'll give your time to what's important to you. Amen? Amen. And church ought to be number three. No. Give your time to your God. You give your time to your wife. You give time to church. Yeah. Or your, children, your family. Y'all know the, yeah. the sequence. Amen. Hallelujah. Number four. There you go, Jimmy. Help me out, brother. You know, every one of us need to guard against being so naturally minded uh, when it comes to thinking about the church. We need to guard against thinking of the church as just a natural entity uh, because in reality, it's not. It's not natural. The church is a supernatural entity. Amen. It never was meant to be a natural uh, entity. Amen. But if, see, if we're not careful, when we can become so naturally minded that we uh, can get the attitude, well, you know, uh, it's okay to blow off going to church today. I mean, they don't need me down there. You're absolutely wrong. We do need you. We need everybody. And then, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that today. Amen? But we can't get an attitude of, you know, it don't matter if I go to church or not. I'll just stay home today. I'll just watch it on TV. Listen, what happens, my brothers and sisters, is when we get so naturally minded about the church, then what we do is we fail to bring our supply to the church. Amen. And I'm not talking about your money. Praise God. Listen, I'm not interested in just gathering people. Or numbers, but as a pastor and a shepherd, 
I'm interested in teaching people the Word of God. And then seeing those same people growing up in the things of God and working in the local church. And where they are, they're working to fulfill the vision that Jesus has for his church. Jesus said in our foundation scripture, which is Matthew, I believe, chapter 16. He says, I'm going to build my church on what? On the rock. The revealed word of God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it against that church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He's not building a ministry. He's not building a religious religious institution. He's not building an ideology. He's building a local church. And that's all God's going to build. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why it is so important and so vital to be in the place where God told you to be. Amen. Amen. That you get plugged in into the ministry that God has already predestined for you to be in. Amen. You know, she may not look at it like this, but she will after I make this uh, statement. God predestined that Miss Shauna be in the cooking ministry. Because she has a, good, uh, a gift to cook. Amen. 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 Now he has, a, he has predestined all of us to be something in the church, to bring our gifts to the local church, to bring our talents to the local church. Uh, what God has supplied me with, I bring to the local church. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, So this morning I want to teach in more detail what I briefly has mentioned before, and that's being a supply to the local church. And again, my brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about your money. Amen. I'm talking about you giving your life back to God. How many of you know he gave you your life? How many of you know you owe your life to him? Amen. I'm talking about you working in the ministry with us. That we're in the trenches together. Hallelujah. That we're working together to get God's plan done. And I know many of you are uh, doing what God has called you to do. But how many of you know that God has something for every born-again believer to do? Amen. Listen to me. If you're called to this church, and I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but if you're called to this church, you're not called just to be a member. Amen. You're called to take the baton with me. Hallelujah. You're called to put your hand to the plow, so to speak. So we, not me, but we, can get the work of God done. Can I get an amen? amen? So let's look at this. If I didn't tell you, you need to be turned to Ephesians chapter 1. Excuse me. I'll give you time to get there. So let's look at this in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And this is Paul praying, and we're, most of us are familiar with this prayer, but this is Paul praying for the saints at Ephesus. But it also pertains to, uh, the, the, to the saints of today as well. Amen? Mm, excuse me. And let me say this before I read this prayer, that I am believing God for a divine revelation to come to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah about the importance of the local church. We've got to get a revelation of how important the church body is. Amen? Amen? That we're running our race together. That we're working God's plan together. So Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. I'll start with verse 15. He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints... I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Notice what Paul prays for his church. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you, pay attention. I mean, you know, you are the church. You didn't come to church this morning, you brought the church with you. Amen. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you 
the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, praise God, toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. We sang about that this morning, the power of Christ, the love of Christ, the grace of Christ. Hallelujah. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, I want you to underline for me that he seated him, talking about Christ, at his right hand in the heavenly places. How many of you remember me mentioning that on occasion? I mention it all the time. Praise God. He's seated there. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, and you can just write it down, it says that we are seated with him. Amen? All right. We're seated with him. Verse 21, far above all principality, all power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Praise God. That's shouting words right there. Let me read that again. You and I are seated with Christ. Amen. Far above every demon, every devil, every attack that they can attack us with, we're seated there. This scripture is talking about the authority the believer, the born-again believer, has through Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, I get chicken skin. Notice Paul prays that God would give you and I, all the saints, a revelation of who Jesus Christ really is and what he's already done for us. He did it for us. Amen. We have authority because of what He done, not because of who we are. Amen. Praise God. And that we, uh, that we would fully understand the power and authority that we have because we believe in Him. I have that authority because I believe in Him. And I believe in His Word. And whatever His Word says I have, I have. Whatever His Word says I can do, I can do. And we need to get an attitude about that. We need to quit running from the devil. Had a guy tell me one time, he says, well, Pastor, I got the devil on the run. I said, well, praise God, brother. He says, well, no, not really. I'm running and he's chasing me. Well, the devil ain't supposed to chase you. The only reason he can chase is you, you let him out from under your foot. Amen. I got my foot on the devil. Hallelujah. Everybody say the devil's under my feet. If he put the devil under Jesus' feet, he put them under your feet. And I'm going to show you that in the scripture. Praise God. Look at verse 22. He says, uh, and put all things, where? Under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things. Now watch this. To the church. To the church, to you. He's your head. He's my head. Amen? He's the head of the church. Praise God. Which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Notice Jesus is the head. The church is what? His body. Get a hold of that. Praise God. Jesus is our head. We are His body. If there's one thing Jesus will never be, Jesus will never be the body. If there's one thing you and I will never be, we will never be the head. He's the head, we're the body. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> Jesus is the head, the church is the body. Where the head is, guess what? The body's there too. Amen. How many of you know you didn't come in here this morning and leave your head in the car? Well, maybe some of you did. We talked about that last week. When you get distracted by the devil in this place, you ain't here. You're absent. So I don't want to see nobody making out their grocery list. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I won't see anybody letting the, the demon of slumber get on them. Praise God. Get some clothespins or something. Keep your eyelids open. Praise God. So Paul is praying that we get a divine revelation that where Jesus is seating, we are seated there with him. What's under Jesus' feet is under your feet. Amen? Now, the Amplified in verse 22 and 23 says this. Look at the screen. Monitors. And he has put all things under his feet and appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church. A headship, now watch this, exercised throughout the church. That's important. That is very powerful, my brothers and sisters. A headship that is to be exercised through what? Through the church. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, it's through you. His headship is supposed to be exercised through you. Through in, in, a, in, a, in a man and woman household, it goes through the man first. He's the head of the household. The, the power and authority of Jesus Christ, what he gained for you men, is supposed to be exercised through you. The sad part about that, and I know it's no men in here, but the sad part about that is that most men are the secondary in the home and when it comes to spirituality. I was. She drugged me into church. Amen. Amen. And most men in here uh, could probably admit to the same thing, that their wife was the first one that started coming to church. Amen. Now, it's going to mean something when we, go, when we get a little further into this. Notice he says a headship exercised throughout the church. Look at verse 23. Which is his body, the fullness of him fills all in all, for in the body, that's you and me, now watch this now, lives the full measure. Praise God. Is anybody getting a hold of that? We have on the inside of us the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. Amen. Praise God. So, he's saying that Jesus is the head of the body and the power, and watch this, and the anointing that, that's on Jesus must be exercised and worked through his body. Are you with me? It's important that you stay with me on this. I don't want to leave anybody behind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, hold your place there and go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm giving you a lot of information today. Amen? So if there's one uh, podcast you need to look over more than once, it's this one. Amen? This is, where your, this is where your foundation of your authority over the powers that be in this country and in this earth uh, comes into play. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Ephesians chapter 4. Verse number 15. But speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in, uh, in all things into who? Him who is the head. Now watch this. Christ. That we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head. Christ. The, the head and Christ are one. Amen. Amen. Now, the word Christ does not, that is not Jesus' last name. How many of you know that? Amen. Joseph's name was not Christ. Last name was not Christ. You got to get a hold of this. Amen. The word Christ in the Greek means the anointed one. The word Christ is describing the power of or anointing of God that's on Jesus. Amen? Amen. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, He said this, uh, He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has what? Anointed me to do what? Preach, Preach the Gospel. So Jesus Himself said, My last name ain't Christ, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has anointed me. Amen? It was Jesus, the Christ. It was Jesus of Nazareth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
So there's an anointing to do God's work. When, uh, uh, like when I came up here this morning and I stepped up on this platform, I stepped in to an anointing to preach God's uncompromised word. I can't take credit for anything. It's all Him. And we need to know that because uh, it don't matter what position we have in the church. It's, it's about Jesus. It's not about us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. There's anointing to do God's work. Hallelujah. There's an anointing that comes, that lives within us. It's called the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And He leads us and guides us in our everyday lives. Everywhere we go, He's constantly talking to us. If He's not talking to you, it's because you're not listening. Because He's always talking. Amen. Amen. But He's in such a still, small voice that you've got to be on the same frequency with Him. And what happens in many Christians' lives is they get so busy doing their own thing. And I'm not criticizing that. I do my own thing. But we can get so busy doing other things that, you know, we, a lot of times we just miss His voice. Amen. Not that it's detrimental. Now, sometimes it can be. I've been in the car truck before, and, and uh, I, I listen to His voice, and just this little small voice says, don't go that way, go this way. Of course, my natural mind said, well, no, that's further. That's going to take more time. We're always on a time schedule. See, God ain't. Amen. Amen. But I was obedient. And I went the way he said. Now, I don't know what might have been the other way, but he does. Amen. Amen. So there's an anointing within us. But there's also an anointing that comes upon us. Amen. Amen. And that anointing comes upon us to do God's work. For church service. Everybody say church service. Everything God has called us to do in this body, in this ministry, has an anointing attached, attached to it. And that anointing comes from our headship. So, we can say God anointed me this morning to stand here and teach you the uncompromised word. We can say that uh, God, God, uh, those folks up in the sound booth, God has anointed them to do their jobs. We can say that the, the folks that got up here and sang such beautiful songs to us and uh, led us in praise and worship, God, when they stepped up here, it wasn't about them. It was about the anointing that was here waiting on them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It ain't about How many times have I ever said to that? It ain't about us. It ain't about you. I know you think you're special, but you're not. I'm not either. Jesus is. It's about His work and what we're doing for Him. There are folks helping out as ushers, greeters, maybe part of the safety team. We all have different areas in this church uh, that are part of this ministry. And there's an anointing attached to every one of them. You know, you don't have to be gifted in that area. All you got to do is be willing. Because the anointing's there waiting on you. Bud's a great greeter. Amen. But it ain't him. It's God in him. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why I said we can't look at the church in a natural way. Amen. We've got to see the church in the way God sees it. It's a supernatural church. Praise God. Now, look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to give you another witness. And what I'm basically doing this morning, brothers and sisters, is I'm laying a foundation so you'll know that we need to be about the Father's business. Amen? Amen. We need to be about the business of God. Yeah. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, says, For as the body is one and has many members. See, he's talking about us. For as a body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. And then look what he says. So also is Christ. So also is the anointing. Amen? So as, uh, as our bodies are one and we need every, every limb of our body, right? 
So is Christ. So is the anointing. The anointing needs somebody to step into that anointing and work it. Amen? The anointing's here. All, he's, all the anointing and God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus is looking for is somebody to step in there and do something. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is good. I, I preach myself happy. <laughs> Praise God. Then I came to church to preach you happy. Amen. Hallelujah. For as one body and has many members, so is also Christ. So all the different parts, all the different members make up the body of Christ. The body of the anointed one. Amen. And Paul is showing us how the anointing will flow to every single part within the body when we are connected to our headship. Amen. So it don't matter whether you're in here or you're out there somewhere, when you get connected to your headship and God gives you an assignment to do, the anointing will be there. That's why I tell people, don't be afraid to talk about Jesus. Amen. Amen. You see somebody and God says, go say something to that person. Don't be afraid. The anointing is there waiting on you. He's already prepared the path and the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Brothers and sisters, what I've just told you is a powerful, powerful revelation. If you'll get a hold of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. That God has supplied to His church an anointing that each of us can, if we're willing to, we can step into it. Amen. That every body part or every area of His church will have an anointing attached to it. Now, keeping in mind what we have just heard, go back to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 22 and 23 again out of the Amplified so we'll get a better understanding of what God is wanting to show us. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 says, and I want you to notice, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want you to notice, he says, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, for in that body, now watch this, lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. We have to get a hold of that. Amen? Amen. All right. Somebody type amen, preach it, pastor. Praise God. So it's the anointing or the power of God that comes from Jesus because he's the head. And it fills every part of the body, that's you and me, with that same power. Now, notice the latter part of 23 says this. It says, who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. I keep reading that because you're only going to remember 2% of what I tell you anyway. So if I tell you 50 times, then you're going to get more of it. Amen? Amen. All right. So he's saying no matter what, where you're working... Praise God. Whether you're an usher, a nursery worker, whether you're working in the sound booth or you're up on this platform singing, uh, whether you're a greeter or you're working in the kitchen, it don't matter where you are. Whatever you're doing for God, He's saying there is no part that is absent from the anointing. Amen. Amen. And there's no part that's insignificant. Amen. Every part of the body is significant. You, you chop one of your hands off, see if you can function properly. Amen. That's basically what he said in part of I didn't read it, but part of it. Well, everybody's a member. You may be the hand, the arm, the leg. Amen. And when you're absent, guess what? We're missing part of our members. Amen. Pastor going to preach to you here in a minute. Praise God. Hallelujah. But every part is significant. Every part has power. Every part has a supernatural anointing attached to it. And we need to see ourselves like that, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. We need to see the church like that. Praise God. Not arrogantly, 
but humbly saying, you know something? I'm coming to church today and I'm going to be the best greeter I can be. I'm going to be the best usher I can be. I'm going to, I'm going to sing like I've never sang before. I'm going to worship like I'm going to raise every, all my hands. I'm going to jump up and down, whatever it takes. I'm going to be the best I can be. Amen. Amen. Not for me, but for Him. You know, my wife got up here and did a cheer one day, and it's amazing how people go crazy at a football game, but you can't hardly get church people to raise their hand and say, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Preach it, Pastor. There you go. Remember, he said he fills every part with himself. Amen. That's what I love about it. When Jake and these guys are up here, they're filled with the Holy Ghost. They're filled with the anointing of Almighty God. And it's showing up. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. He fills every part with himself. So it's the anointing that's distributed throughout his body that makes the church supernatural. Amen. Where people can Amen. come. People can come in off the street and be set free. Amen. People can, I've seen people get set free with just praise and worship. Amen. But then I've seen people, you start preaching the Word and you just look over at somebody and they're just a sobbing because God is ministering to them. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. But that, here's the thing. Bud can meet them at the back at the fellowship hall door, or one of you can, and just greet them, and the Holy Spirit just come over you and give you a a a, a, a discerning of spirits, and just you can well it don't even have to give you you can look on somebody's face and tell them whether they're happy or not, whether they're bringing in baggage or not, and God can anoint your words to where you just say a loving word to them or give them a hug or. Just welcome them in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden you see the yoke broke off of them. And they're set free. And then they can come in here and they can receive then praise and worship. And then they can receive the Word of God that's going to continue their growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we're all a part of this. And it's just as important for you to greet every person that comes in this church and greet each other and, and be recognizable to say, you know something, Something I just sense something's wrong. Can I pray with you? Don't be afraid to help your brothers. Amen. Because the anointing is there waiting on you to open your mouth. Praise God forevermore. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Listen. God's anointing flows throughout the church. And many times you don't even know it is. Amen. Many times you're working in the anointing. You don't even realize it. Amen. Anytime you speak Christ, you're working in the anointing. How many of you know that? Some of you may not be experiencing it because you're not speaking Christ enough. Are you hearing me? <clears throat> you got to talk about him. You got to brag about him. Brag on what He's doing for you. Brag on what He's doing in the church. But mainly brag on Him what He's doing in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is God's church, my brothers and sisters. He started this church. And then, and let me say this, with every church that Jesus Christ starts, there is an empowerment that's attached to to everything we do. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the local church is supernatural. And there's nothing like it. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. It says he fills everything everywhere with himself. So when I step up here to preach, I step into the anointing. When they come up here to praise, they step into the anointing through music. Uh, when you step into your gift, uh, now I'm coming on New Street. When you step into your gift and your talent, you'll be stepping into the same anointing. Amen. Listen, I've just proven to you through the Scriptures that there is no part of the body 
that is void of the anointing of Jesus Christ. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You see, there's not an avo a void of the anointing. What there is, is it's just getting people to step up and step into that anointing. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, I just don't feel anointed to do such and such. Well, you don't have to feel anything. How many of you know that? You don't have to feel something. Well, I just don't feel like it today. Who cares? It ain't about your feelings. It's about pleasing God. You, get, to, you get, your, get your mind off of you and get your mind on Jesus, you ain't going to worry about your feelings. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you I was going to preach at you a little bit. Glory to God. Or they say, you know, I just don't feel led, Pastor. Well, if, let me give you a lead weight out of my tackle box and then you'll feel lead in your pocket. How about that? I don't feel lead. Really? I don't feel led to get up here every day either. But I'm called to do it. And see, I, I, I got a revelation of what I'm teaching you today. That it don't, I don't have to feel good about it. I don't have to feel like I've got the, 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 the power of God on me. Because the power of God is standing up. It's up here waiting on me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't feel glad. No, God needs your help. This church needs your help. Step up and step in. Amen. Get out of the boat. Get in the water. And the anointing will meet you there. Did not the anointing meet Peter? Amen. Now, there are certain things you may not be gifted to do. And I realize that. How many of you know if you're really not fond of kids that pastor ain't going to put you in the nursery? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I just wouldn't do that to you. Amen. Hallelujah. But at the same time, there are other areas where we could use your help. How many of you know that? So instead of just sitting there, you need to get in the game. I said, instead of just sitting there, you need to get in the game. Amen. Thank you. We ain't moving on. I'll go back. I'll turn the page back and we'll read that and over and over. See, God has not called you to be a bench warmer. How many of you know that? Hallelujah. I mean, how many of you in here ever played any kind of sports? How many of you went to the coach and said, I want to try for bench warmer? No, you want to try for the first team, didn't you? You want to get in the game. You want to play. Yes, Amen. Well, how, how many of you know that the kingdom of God is the same way? Amen. Amen. That you don't have to try out to be a bench warmer. Amen. I'm looking at a bunch of them right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I ain't calling no names. But we're not called to be bench warmers. We're called to get in the game. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's in Isaiah chapter 6 that says, and I'll paraphrase, it says, and the Lord said, whom shall I send? And I heard me saying, send me, Lord. Send me. We need to get an attitude of, send me, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, we all wanted to get in the game. Well, I'm asking you this morning and, and, and telling you, you need to get in God's game. Amen? Amen? Look at this in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And I, would, I just want you to see how supernatural this is and how awesome it is to be a part of this local church. And listen, I realize, and I, I, I don't mean to be critical, but I because I realize that some people not, may not be able to help as much as others. Amen. But we can all do something. Amen. Hallelujah. We can all do something. We can all say, you know something? I may not be able to uh, help here or there, but I can help 
somewhere. We need to be willing to help. Praise God. Ephesians 4.16, and just look at the monitors because I'm going to read this actually out of the Amplified. For because of Him, talking about Jesus, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied. Amen. When each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions, then it grows up to full maturity, building itself up in love. Notice it says that all the parts, not some of the parts, not pastor and Miss Brenda parts, not just the praise and worship parts, not just the usher parts, but all the parts that are still just sitting there. Amen. Amen. All the parts. Hallelujah. There you go, Jimmy. Everybody say all the parts. parts. (laughs) Hallelujah. That are closely joined and firmly knit together. That's us, isn't it? We're like peanut butter and jelly. Just goes well together. Praise God. But all are closely joined and firmly knit together. And now watch this. That each part with power and the anointing adapted to its need is working properly. So he's saying when all of us do our part. And there's, that there's an anointing that comes on the whole body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It comes on all the different areas of the church. Which help us to do what? Grow up together. Grow up in Christ. Do God's work. Be about the Father's business. Fill in the blank. Amen. Now, you can understand more clearly now why God said, listen to this, in Hebrews 10.25, because all this is about the church, right? Hebrews 10.25 and I'm going to paraphrase this. says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Now you understand why. Yeah. You're important. Yeah. Yeah. Every member, every part of this body is important. Yeah. When somebody's missing, it's not the same. When, when somebody's missing, then somebody else has to take up the slack in that area. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And then it says this. It says, even more so as we see the uh, day approaching. How many of you see the day approaching? Hallelujah. Well, if you don't see it, you better start looking. Amen. God says watch. Watch and pray. Hallelujah. And even more as we see the day approaching. Why? Because when you and I choose to not come to church... We keep our supply at home. And when we keep our supply at home, we're abandoning what God has called us to do. I know that's strong. And I know people don't like to hear that. But let me tell you something. It's the truth. Now, I know we have uh, uh, the the COVID and all that, that business. But listen, that's past. So if you're staying home, and I'm not talking to anybody in here, I'm talking about strictly the people watching my live stream who could be here this morning. If you're watching at home, you're abandoning what God has called you to do. Amen. And you need to repent. You need to get out of your pajamas, and you need to get down to the house of God. Amen? Because you're important. You're a member of this body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. We all have a supply. And God has set each of us in this church to do our part within this body. Praise God. Amen. And notice what he says. It says, when we are all doing our part, then what happens? We all increase. He adds to his church. Remember the old church, the first church, the the early church in Acts 2.41? Y'all remember that? I got one nod. 
rest of you looking at me like deer in the headlights. The early church are do, did what I've been describing you for you over the last six, seven weeks, however long we've been doing this, that we should be doing. And we, we, some of us are doing, but we need to all get on board. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We all increase when we all work. Brothers and sisters, there's, there's more to what I'm telling you this morning than just coming to church. It's about fulfilling Jesus' vision for the church. It's about fulfilling a mandate that God has put on the church. And what, <clears throat> what God puts on the church is where He sets a pastor and shows him his vision. Amen. And then He brings people to do what? To fulfill the vision. You're the fulfillers. Amen. The ministry set up for you to do the ministry. Amen. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. He brings people to fulfill the vision. And what he does is he empowers you with himself to fulfill that mission. To fulfill that vision. Amen. How? <clears throat> Look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm doing my best to hurry. We're, going to, we're, we're about to finish up. Five or six more pages. Just kidding. <coughs> Excuse me. First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 27. It says, <coughs> Now... Not yesterday, not, today, not tomorrow, but now. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Do you see that? Amplified says it, says, it says it this way. It says, now you collectively are Christ's body and individually you are members of it. Each part severally and distinct. You're, did they know that you're distinct? Praise God. Now watch this. Each with his own place and function. Each of you have your own place and function. Tell your neighbor, you have a place and a function. Do it. Hallelujah. Notice Paul says, every member of the body of Christ has their own place and own function. Look at verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps. Now watch this. There you go. Here we go. Right? He's talking about you now. Helps. Not everybody's called to preach. Not everybody's called to teach, even though everybody has a... Uh, has a, a, a teaching ability. Not everybody's called to teach. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. But He's called you to help. Everybody say help. Amen. Now, notice helps. The ministry of helps is right in the middle of the fivefold ministry. It's not off to the side. Amen? It's not falling behind. Amen? It's right in the middle of it. And you know why? Because it's just as important. Amen. Amen. Every person. Now again, I'm not trying to make anybody mad. But every person who calls himself a member of the local church has a part in the operation of that church. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, let's close over here in Romans chapter 12. I know I'm giving you a lot of scriptures today. But that's okay. Hopefully you're writing them down. You go home and you study it out for yourself. Amen? Amen. Everybody has a part in the operation of the church. So it doesn't really matter to God where you serve. Listen to me. What does matter to God is that you do serve. It makes a difference whether you're serving in here or not. God has something for you to do if it's just to walk around the room every morning and say hello to everybody. Amen. Amen. We're, we're family. Amen. Hallelujah. It matters to God is that we do something 
in whatever capacity that we can. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12. I bet y'all thought I was going to go to one and two, but I'm not. One's a good one because we're supposed to give our bodies to as a living sacrifice to God, aren't we? Amen. But I'm going to go to verse four. And I'm going to read this out of Amplified because of time. Uh, it says in verse 4, it says, and this is out of the Amplified, so just watch the monitor. It says, for as in one physical body we have many parts, organs, members, and all of these parts do not have the same function or use. Isn't that amazing? So we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ, in the Anointed One, in the Messiah. And individually, we are part of one another, mutually dependent on one another. We're mutually dependent on one another. Get a hold of that. Amen. <clears throat> Having gifts, faculties, talents, qualities that differ according to the grace given to us, let us what? Use them. Isn't that amazing that God would want you to do something in the church other than just sit there and be pretty? <laughs> Amen. Let us use them whose gift is, and then he says, he whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith. He whose gift is practical service, that's where most of us are. Really, every member of the church is there. We all have some kind of a practical service that we can give back to God. Amen. Amen. Let him give himself to what? Serving. Serving. I mean, you know, Jesus didn't come for you to be served. He came to be a servant. And if you're going to follow in his footsteps, you're going to have to be a servant. You can't say you're following Jesus if you ain't serving. Whoo, that's another one that did. I sure don't want to make people mad. But if you get mad, just get over it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He who teaches to his teaching. He who exhorts, encourages, that's my wife, to his uh, exhortation. He who contributes, there's per people whose gift is just having a lot of money that they want to give God. If there's any of those in here, we, hey, that's your gift. Praise God. That's what that means there. Amen. He who contributes, let him do so, uh, do it in simplicity and liberality. He who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind. He who act, does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. Now, I just gave you a whole lot of reading right there. Amen. A whole lot of stuff. But what I wanted you to see is this, uh, is, is that even though we may different in our abilities and our gifts, we can all find a place in God's house to serve. Right. Amen? Amen? My brothers and sisters, we've seen in the scriptures this morning that we are all called to serve God's kingdom through the local church. Right. Amen. Amen? And let me add this. That no one, everybody say no one. no one, that no one is called by God to just sit. Amen. You're not called to just sit there. So you need to get a job. If you don't have a job in this church, you need to find a job. Come to me, I'll give you something to do. You don't want to do anything else, I'll just say, well, just go make sure you go to everybody in the morning and tell them hello. That you love them, Jesus loves them. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. But we all need to get a job. And, I, and listen, I realize there are, are times or situations in, a, in some people's lives that some people may not be able to serve as much as others, maybe because of physical or medical issues. I get that. Amen? Amen. But in a general sense, all of us, can do something. Amen. We can all do something. Amen? In closing, let me encourage you in this. To find your place in this body where you can give your gift, your talent, back to God. 
Because it was his in the beginning, and he gave it to you. Amen. God is building a supernatural church. And God wants to work signs, wonders, and miracles in every church. Amen? But He's building a supernatural church where Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, is the cornerstone. But you and I, together, are the building blocks. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. It's all about Him. Hallelujah. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when I first started in church, I was just willing to do anything. Just give me something to do. I'll sweep the floors, clean the toilets, whatever it is, I'll do it. And you know something? I need to ask him that I don't have to do that anymore. Have a cleaning crew, and let me tell you something. When that cleaning crew comes in here on Saturdays, that anointing's in here waiting on you. It don't matter what you do in God's house; there's an anointing attached to it. Amen. Well, praise God. There's also an anointing to get saved. How many of you know that? Hallelujah. Well, we want to we want to give everyone an opportunity, not only in this building, but those watching by live stream this morning. We want to give everybody an opportunity. To either give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time. I'm not talking about you starting or going to church. I'm talking about you making Him Lord of your life. And there's a difference. There's one thing just to make Him your Savior. It's another thing to make Jesus your Lord. So if you're in here this morning, you're watching my live stream, and you want to rededicate your life or dedicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're just, God has touched your heart today, and and, and it's pointed out some, to, to you some things that maybe you're falling short in, that you're really not helping in the church. You've just kind of gotten lackadaisy with your faith and with your love for Christ. If that's you this morning, you want to rededicate your life with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to just raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands. Praise God. God saw every hand that was raised at home. There may be something in your life that, that's been holding you back from serving God. And the way it does that is it there's a sin that the devil just keeps bringing back up to you saying, well, you can't serve God. Look at this. You're still doing this. You're still doing that. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus says, catch the fish and he'll do the cleaning. So the devil's a liar. And you don't have to be perfectly clean to come to Christ and start serving uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you have something in your life that you'd like to, uh, uh, to, to lay at the foot of the cross this morning and you believe you're, you're that person that's not going to pick it back up or who knows what's going to happen, we just hope for the best. Amen. We're not the promise tomorrow. So today you're ready to put it at the foot of the cross. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands. With every head raised and every eye open, God has seen your hand. He's going to meet you with the anointing right where you're at. Whether you're in this building or you're at home, He's going to meet you right there where you're standing. And He's going to see that your prayer is answered. I want you to repeat this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the anointed Messiah that His anointing breaks every yoke. Father God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Therefore, I can get rid of it. So right now, I lay it at the foot of the cross, never to pick it back up again. Jesus Christ, come into my heart Continue to work on me from the inside out. Make me to look more like you. Help me to get rid of those things that you don't like and keep those things that please you. I thank you for that. In your precious name I pray. 
Amen and amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Everybody give the Lord another clap offering. Let me share something with you. When, when, when a person repents and gives their heart to the, back to the Lord, all of heaven rejoices. If they don't rejoice, read your Bible. Amen. All of heaven just rejoiced for everybody had their hand raised and, and prayed that prayer. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's a big thing to me. I, I rejoice when, when people give their heart over to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's close out. Praise God. I'm going to close saying this, that we serve a miracle-working God. And each and every one of you right now can step into an anointing, a supernatural anointing that will work a miracle in your life. Amen. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Have a blessed week in Jesus. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.